Hi, I'm Dr. David Day of Samurai Digital Security, and this is 404 Cybersecurity Not Found, telling cybersecurity and you are since 2015. Hello, everybody. So today we're talking about BCIs, which are brain-to-computer interfaces, right? So, but, but first, we're joined by the one and only Dr. David Day, who is the managing director of Samurai Digital Security. So Dave, I think we should start with a high level overview about BCIs um, and, and what they are. Okay, so I, I, as you know, Brad, this is a subject that I, I have some interest in, uh, particularly since Elon Musk and Neuralink and the media that's surrounded that. It's caught a lot of people's attentions, including mine. So yeah, I'm interested in talking about that. I mean, it's also interested in us talking about um, the cybersecurity implications, which which you know we'll be discussing. So, uh, brain-to-computer interfaces. So there's there's 86 billion neurons that we have approximately uh, in our brains, and uh, each neuron consists of dendrites, somas, and axons. So the dendrite processes information coming in. The so the soma actually does the processing which the data's gone in, and then the axon is the the output from the neuron, and these neurons are all connected via synapses and the, the 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 connections that are made between individual neurons um, to other neurons, you know, one to many, many to many, uh, and also the strength between the neurons of the synapses is what's responsible for um, our cognitive processing, our learning, uh, and our memory. So if you've any, ever done any studying into... Uh, artificial neural networks um, and back propagation, counter propagation, those kind of schemes, then you, you, you'll be familiar with how the strengthening or breaking or weakening of those links between the neurons is responsible for our, uh, our learning. Okay. So all, all of these things transfer data then? Right. Yeah. So it's, it, it's the, the, the learning is done by the strengthening and the weakening and the breaking of of neuro of um the the synapses between the neurons so you know these neurons fire they send messages um out they communicate with each other and the strength of those communications is either weakened or strengthened depending upon what it is you're learning right so uh that that's you know very loosely how uh, how learning happens so I, I you know it's 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 a primitive technology at the moment it's it's non-invasive, so a lot of what they, they they're discussing currently involves um, devices that sit outside of the skull rather than inside of the skull, which uh, can can read the electrical impulses. So when the neurons talk to each other uh, via the synapses, the electrical impulses that are uh, that are moving back and forth, and we do have the the technology to to read those. Um, Within the brain to actually, you know, see that that those patterns of activity uh, within the brain. So it's early uh, at the moment. It's non-invasive, although they are obviously talking about implanting chips into your skull, which may or may not concern you. And uh, so, yeah, I mean that, that that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You know, we have um, uh, EEGs, electroencephalograms, which can um, monitor. This uh, this neural activity, these electrical signals, and as a result, uh, give us some idea of what's happening in the brain in any given situation. So, you know, if, if you're asked to do a task or asked to think about a particular subject, 
then they, this activity could be monitored and you know we, we, we get some idea of the processes that are taking place during thinking and concentration. Right. So have we I assume we've developed some form of application to to manipulate those that that data. Yes. I think it's it's in the early stages, right? But we can we've certainly moved quite a long way in terms of measuring what's happening. So um we can we can measure what happens and we can use those measurements to control external devices. So for example, you know, we, we have uh, situations where games can be controlled by by thinking about things, by concentrating in a certain way. And if you if you're a if you're an avid games player, you'll, you 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 may have seen you know this this happening where people have the headsets on with all the connections going around, and then they they actually have some form of control via using their 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 thoughts. Uh, so so you know we are at that point. That is a now thing, but that, that we can do that and. Um, it, it's in its infancy. It's it's pretty uh, shaky, but uh, you know the, the the experiments have shown that you can make things happen. You can control your external environment through robotics or through a computer interface by thinking in, in a certain way or in a certain method. So that's uh, that's quite exciting. Mm. I mean, I've seen videos of of people opening and closing hands, you know, ro- robotically, which is mind control right they're literally controlling these devices with their mind um and it, it reminds me of a long time ago when lasix kind of first came around and it, and my thoughts were what well, you're going to shine a laser into my eye and then i'm going to pay you to do it you know it didn't, it didn't seem right and it's it's a similar kind of thing with this it doesn't seem to be real no it, it, it's crazy isn't it it's it's you know it feels like it should be science fiction but it is actually happening now and Obviously, we're not privy to to all that is happening because much of this is uh, is the development of intellectual property, and you know those those that are that are uh, mm. in the startups, the venture capitalists that are funding those startups. You know, some of the universities that specialize in this, such as MIT, you know, aren't necessarily sort of you know saying exactly what's going on because you know they 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 want to stay ahead of the curve. They want to you know particularly from a any kind of commercialization, you know, you wouldn't want to to, to give the game away. Um, so I, I I heard just recently about uh, an experiment where uh, people are shown images before they go to sleep. So they're shown, uh, you know, pictures of dogs or cats or houses or whatever immediately prior to sleeping. And then when they sleep, first of all, they can look at how the brain um, responds to looking at these pictures. So they can see the electrical activity in much the same way as I described earlier. And then they could store that as data in terms of, you know, these are the neurons. This is not individual neurons, but these are the patterns of um, uh, electrical signals that we can see when they're looking at, say, a picture of a dog or a house. And then when they go to sleep, they can they can monitor again for those same patterns. So if they see those patterns during sleep, during during REM, during the dream parts of sleep, then they they know that person is dreaming about that particular image hmm. uh, or object or even thought because even a thought will will fire neurons in, in, in a particular pattern which is reproducible so they can actually you can actually f- read somebody's dreams so how amazing is that because we, we don't often you know always remember our dreams unless we're woken up during it or we've We've been trained to to remember dreams, and there's ways of doing that too. I understand, but this kind of mechanism could actually, you know, tell you what your dreams are, 
uh, as long as it's been uh, fed the data beforehand as to how you how you think and how your thoughts work. So th- I think I think that's uh, fascinating. And and even beyond that, you know, they're talking now about you know that that, that we all everybody speaks to themselves, don't they? We have this internal dialogue. Sometimes we think in words. Quite often we just think sort of with emotion, if you like. Um, frequently there are there are words that we think we we do actually speak to ourselves and those words can be um grabbed as well as patterns of thought and stored in a database so so then we reach the point where we think well if we can identify individual words right that people are thinking about as well as pictures and images we're starting to build up a scenario of where we can we can map a database of somebody's thought processes and once we've hit that, we're then in a situation where we can use that in combination with, you know, EEGs to to read their minds, right? To, re- to, to read your mind, you know, if you have that database, it's, you can do that. I mean, at the moment, from what I understand, the databases aren't, aren't identical, right? So there's differences about how different parts of the brains and different people will fire in slightly different ways, depending upon if they're thinking about the same thing, that the brains will fire in slightly different ways. But there's now discussion around AI, of course, now where we can throw in mass amounts of data and using a variety of different algorithms, artificial intelligence algorithms, we can we may be able to find a way of having a generic algorithm which can, can pick out, you know, like, you know, if somebody's thinking of something, I don't know, uh, um, malicious or they're thinking about food or whatever it might be that 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 would be able to do that in such a way that who regardless of who it is we apply this technology to will be able to read those thoughts and i find that um i find it simultaneously fascinating and exciting and frightening <laughs> so uh so yeah we're, we're we're moving in those directions now um and, and these these that isn't actually science fiction that's that's they are practical experiments that are showing fruits now so it's uh, it's coming. I mean, there's there's conversation around whether BCIs will be able to control emotions, right? And and I don't know about you, but in a certain emotional state, you know, your world is altered and it's, it's it's a different place. So these devices may not just be limited to you know reading. Perhaps it can it can affect the very way we interact with the world. Um, you know, if you feel down, you feel down but then you could program your BCI to make you feel happy again or feel excited. So you get to choose who you will be and what emotional state you're in. And that that leads to a very complicated set of questions and choices. Um, instead of your experiences shaping you, you shape your own experience. And, and who's to say being happy all the time is a good thing? You know, I, I believe you need the duality of ex- the experience itself to appreciate the other half of it. So you know what what kind of problems and ethical considerations do you think we need to consider well i mean just 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 to go go back to your point i think you're right you know and this is this is a subject which i haven't heard discussed much um when when you know the topic of uh you know um brain computer interfaces is talked about is that is that that whole part about the emotional side of it so and 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 this discussion from a philosophical point of view has been going on for a long time you know what comes first does the thought trigger the emotion or does the emotion trigger the thought you know uh, you know do you do you feel do you feel down and then you start mm-hmm. thinking negatively or do you think negatively and it makes you feel down you know it's a, that this is difficult to ascertain which one comes first but i think you know most people will argue it's a combination of those things right 
So you, you, you know, you, you could potentially make yourself feel better if you're feeling down by being thinking more positively. Uh, but by the same token, if you're just chemically, your serotonin levels are low, your dopamine isn't firing right, whatever it might be, regardless of how positive you think, it's, you, you know, you're still going to be negatively affected. So if we move to the point where we're thinking about a technology that could potentially change the way that you think, you know, uh, when you're thinking more positively, you see the neurons at fire and then you, 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 you read those neurons. But more than that, if we move to the next point across, which isn't reading, it's stimulating, it's putting it back in, right? That's, that's the fascinating part. And, 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 and that's not as crazy as it might sound because as an experiment, that's already been done. So there was an experiment with, uh, with, um, with a, they, they, bless it, they used a rat and uh, they taught this rat how to, how to get food, a food it particularly liked. And they grabbed the information while this rat was learning how to, to get this food. And they stored it in a database in much the same way as I described earlier. And then they took that data and using a, another unfortunate rat that had been treated in the same way in terms of it having an implant, fed that data through that implant into another rat's brain. And that rat didn't have to go through the learning process. It just knew immediately how to get the food. So, and that's, that, that, that's not a sci-fi that's not a, it's not an episode of black mirror right that's happened already so that's where we are uh you, you know with that but you know you're, you're, you're right from an, a, an emotional point of view it's like if you can if we if we're in a position where we can we can transfer knowledge to 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 a rodent are we in a position where we can take a negative you know negative thought patterns and make them positive and you know whether whether your feelings on you know the, the the that that duality like you have to if you if, you know if you you have to have the downs to, downs to have the highs i i'm not sure whether that's the case or not it seems to be at the moment but perhaps perhaps this can this, this may even be able to change that wouldn't it be great if you can have the highs without the downs right um whether whether that proves to be the case we are then moving into the realms of science fiction rather than science fact but it but it certainly would appear that you know, we may, we may be heading in that direction. Mm, well, being able to manipulate our own emotions is one thing, but what, you know, that opens it up to a whole world of potential abuse, right? So maybe there needs to be a baseline of operation here. Uh, maybe there needs to be a framework where you can only have a certain amount of hours of usage a day or and uh, taking it a step further, right? When can people start using these things? At what age should that become acceptable? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. is it an 18 plus? You know, it's... Yeah, it opens up a whole new world. Well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it depends. You know, I, I, I guess society will have to look at where it is at the time and 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 make those decisions, or or maybe really we ought to start thinking about them now. You know, do you, as you said, you know, uh, should we be in a position where we're allowing, you know, we we educate our children by forcing knowledge directly into their brains rather than you know the, the, than traditional teaching methods, for example. I mean, I, I, that that used to be a joke of mine when I used to teach at university. You know, I used to I used to if we were teaching something difficult like heap or stack overflows, for example, and uh, I could see the students were were struggling. They said, "God, it'd be so handy if I could just go, and it and and you all understood if I could just throw it out of my brain." But how crazy, right? that joke that I made, now you're thinking, you know, we can't do it yet, right? But it's looking like we might be able to do it at some point. 
particularly when we consider what, what, what we've done with rats. So then you think, well, okay, we, you know, it really benefit children. Maybe we can help them learn that way. But then you, you know, we're also thinking, well, what, what, you know, what, what could go wrong, right? What, what could go wrong? I mean, if we're, you know, if we're moving into the realms of ethical implications, you know, we're already to point out we, with the, um, you know, with what's happening with uh, all, all the outcry that happened around the NSA and, you know, Edward Snowden and around snooping and the rest of it, you know, are we, you know, it, it, are we going to reach a point where you're concerned about the government or some other authoritarian organization reading your thoughts without you knowing? Now there's a terrifying thought. <laughs> if, you, if you, if you forgive the, uh, <laughs> if you forgive the irony, um, you know, the, 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 you know, not only you know, we 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 we're concerned about what 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 people might be able to see in terms of our social media, our internet activity. What about if they can actually see into our our minds and you know, read our thoughts? How how frightening might not, might that be? Mm. I mean, they have access to our intent somewhat already with the likes of Google, and it, it tracks everything you do. Um, so if you if you're looking for red shoes, it knows you're looking for it, right? But you know if you've ever walked over a bridge and you look down at the massive, you know, the 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 space between yourself and the water, and you may have your phone in your hand, and you your little thing inside your brain, what happens if I throw my phone over the bridge? You know, how big of a splash will it make? You know, you get those weird thoughts, right? But what if these interfaces could read those deep down desires? You know, how dangerous could that be? Oh, do you know? Like I I I heard a comedy um, sketch. Uh, by um russell brand it was and russell said he said sometimes i just get these really stupid thoughts and he said it's like i'd be talking to a really lovely old lady and we'll be having a a beautiful conversation she'll be a lovely person a really nice person and i suddenly think god wouldn't it be awful if i just punched her in the face now <laughs> it's like it's, he goes i know he goes it's a crazy thing to think and he goes but it just bobs into my head for no reason because obviously it would never happen and i just think how awful it would be if it did happen but it, i picture it and can you imagine if your if your thoughts are being and you know you can kind of identify little i mean you know with what he's saying there we've all had some crazy wild thoughts you know you wouldn't act upon them but mm. how, how terrifying if they could be read and then all of a sudden the police end up around your house you're like no i didn't mean yeah. to think it you know it was an accident i'm sorry but there could be some serious um, benefits of that, though, being able to catch people way before they even thought they would actually do it. You know, when somebody gets through the cycles of doing something bad, maybe it's a premeditated idea to be stopped before it happens. Yeah, well, is it is it a premeditated idea or is it a fantasy? I mean, how are they going to how are they going to differentiate between the two, right? So I don't know, but we 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 we're we're, def we're moving full on into the realms of. Uh, of science fiction now it says it sounds like some kind of something that tom a movie that tom cruise should be in maybe um <laughs> shall we copy just, yeah just to, well i think it's been done right so uh what was inception that was a similar thing that was about dreams wasn't it but the matrix you know it's, we're going in those directions aren't we now but it, but if we do go in those directions you know if we were at a point where we can we can we can um create patterns from from thinking and we can create thought patterns by by you know reversing the process we, we could potentially move to the point the next step would be if we if you you know you have a a, a brain to computer interface and then that computer connects to the internet or your brain then ends up being directly connected to the internet 
uh, and then we have a you know a whole a whole potential raft of of situations where you know i mean we talk about we talk about virtual reality right and um and you know that that an amazing technology but how amazing would it be if you could actually create you know hallucinations within people through through pushing the data into the brain and, and firing the patterns that are responsible for you know journeys and and and, and visualization and and all of that and actually create like a almost like a trip if you like for for, for somebody you know so there's there's that side of things as well and or, or or even you know if we're in a situation where we can map somebody's mind and its thought processes including memory could we could we could we store memories could we share memories with other people online for example uh, it's, you know there's it, i mean it opens up some incredible potentials and they and they sound, and I, you know, I'm quite aware how ludicrous they sound at the moment. But trust me, you know, if you just look at some of the basic experimentation that's going on now, just, this is the stuff you know about. This is excluding what's happening with the military, and you're never going to find out what they're up to. But believe me, they're definitely looking at this. Then we're gonna we're gonna get there. And I think, and I don't think it, I don't think we're talking about hundreds of years. You know, I think we're talking possibly a few decades. So uh, you know, certainly within my lifetime. Um, and, uh, and definitely within uh, within yours, Brad, I, uh, I, I see this coming to fruition. Mm, I think so. I mean, very very soon, I believe this technology will will almost be otherworldly. Um, but right now, there's absolutely nothing magical about the security aspects of these systems, you know, because they haven't been developed yet. You know, they just with any new kind of technology, it's always it's commonplace to rush in, build the MVP, get in, show the shareholders the tech, and look how fancy this is, but there's not often consideration for security development, you know, and these kind of things, they're integrated systems, right? It's not just one system in a silo. It's, it needs to talk to your smart house. It needs to talk to your smart car. It needs to talk to the internet. And there are so many shortcomings within, within those systems. And if they haven't been considered, there's going to be some problems. So, you know, what, what do you think? Well, you're right. Uh, I mean, just, just a couple of things that sprung, sprung to my mind before, we sort of get into that side of things because I do think, uh, you know, as a cybersecurity company, we kind of, I guess we ought to talk about the, the potential security implications of such a thing, right? Uh, you know, it, it just crosses my mind. What if you, what if you, you know, what if you think something? Um, how is it going to, how is it going to determine what, whether to act on a thought or not? So for, for, in other words, thoughts are very strange things, aren't they? So I, I can actually, I can imagine myself picking up I don't know, uh, picking up my, my mouse. Yeah, I can imagine myself picking that up. Uh, but I don't have to pick it up. I could just imagine myself picking it up. And imagining myself picking it up isn't the same as actually picking it up. But I understand, actually, that yeah. the difference in how that, that those, those patterns are created is very similar. Imagining yourself picking something up and actually picking something up are very, very similar within the brain. And I don't know how good they are at differentiating between reality and thought. So what would happen, right, if you thought to, if your brain was connected and it was connected to all your household devices, say, and you were, you know, you were, you were, you were, you were out and about or wherever, and you suddenly thought to yourself, got to be awful if I left the oven on. I tell you what I, I tell you what I mustn't do. What I mustn't do is turn the oven on by, by, by thinking the oven on. And if you do that, what's going to happen? You're going to immediately think about turning the oven on and then, you, then your oven's on. So <laughs> I don't know. So I, I think some of the problems that exist might might slow it down somewhat and i see i see things like that as being 
a barrier to the technology actually being implemented, if you like. And and maybe I'm maybe maybe I should add add a, add a little bit of caution with how soon I think it's coming, because those things have to be dealt with before it can have any practical realization. Moving it now into a cybersecurity discussion, there'll, there'll be things I haven't thought of, right? But just off the just off the top of my head, you know, you're thinking a, a lot of the same types of attacks or hacks that are done now in in cyberspace. If if we're in a situation where you know we had a network of minds talking to each other, they all they're all comparable, comparable, right? So. You know, you think about what about what about uh, what about man in the middle attacks, right? So, so, so you say, do you know what I'm going to send? So I'm going to I'm going to communicate some information to a fellow, to a peer. But if somebody can sit in between that thought process, modify it, and then send it on its way, the, the recipient might end up thinking something entirely different to what what you know what you intended them, what what the sender intended them to think. You know, if Alice is sending Bob some thoughts, and somebody sits in the middle of that and manipulates them. Right before they get to Bob, then Bob isn't getting what Alice is meant to be sending. Right in the same way, is in a, in, a, in, a, in a networking communication uh, issue with man in the middle. We, there's the potential for things to go wrong there, and you know, to, to a terrifying extent if you think about it. And or, or if you're talking about somebody opening their mind up and saying, you know, what about I did some really fascinating work. Please have a look. If somebody is able to man in the middle that and add in some nefarious or malicious content. Then that that the, the the person sharing their mind could end up being comparable or being accused of things they haven't they haven't thought because it's been intercepted. So 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 the impact becomes greater. Ransomware. Imagine ra- imagine ransomware in the human mind, right? Imagine that. Imagine somebody says, mm-hmm. "Do you know what we're gonna? You know y- y- your your expertise. We're gonna lock that away. You can't have it back. Um, your 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 memories uh, of." Friends and family, uh, we've got those now. They're, they're all encrypted, and we we won't give you them back unless you pay a fee. <laughs> so you know, imagine imagine a situations where you could get innocent people to commit crimes, right? So you know, if you can, if you can, you know, if you can, if, if, that information that you're imparting, you actually manipulate them and cause them to crypt. Does that happen now? I mean, you could argue it happens now, couldn't you? You know this. This this is what happens with, uh, some, quite often with terrorist groups, brainwashing, right? Brainwashing would be a real problem here, wouldn't it? I mean, you wouldn't even have to get past the prefrontal cortex and the logic part. You could just shove it straight in there. They would, and they wouldn't even. Yeah, they wouldn't. Well, I wonder whether they know now. They don't know now if they're being brainwashed. Do they? Be done effectively, but it would certainly make the the, the job an awful lot easier. I think there's a spectrum of threat here just from being able to sit and watch the the thoughts or potential transfer from one person to another, all the way up to manipulation and destruction, right? As you say, like the man in the middle attack, just changing the message slightly just to get what you want. You know, that could be from anything from ideologies to political stances, Um, or you could go full out destruction ransomware mode and just lock somebody out of their life. You know, what would you... you know, a fee is not worth your memories or your emotions. <laughs> no price would be enough to pay. So maybe it's a trade-off. You know, you you all of your future brain power, you you give 10, 10% of it to us. We'll give you it back, you know, and then collect it. Hey, well, there you go. There's a thing. You're talking about giving brain power away. But I mean, this is another one of the discussions as well, isn't it? About the fact if you can if you if you could, you know, outsource the processing power of your brain elsewhere. So you know, rather than sit down and having to work out that piece of mass or that piece of calculation, you outsource the processing 
the calculation's done for you and then it's put back in your head and then all of a sudden you just the the, the calculations in front of you you have the answer mm. right like some you know some uh, you know some kind of uh you know rain man-esque um <laughs> abilities there and, and then you know what what else have we got you know what i mean you you, you mentioned processing what about like you know crypto jacking do you know like we have that situation now don't we where you can you can uh, take over a, 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 a server or a computer or a PC or whatever and use its processor to to mine currency for you. Could that be a thing? Could people actually tap into your brain and use your brain's power for their own nefarious uh, purposes? You know, there's a, there's a parallel to be drawn there. Hey, what about identity theft? Mm-hmm. Right? If you can, if you could just rip out everybody's thoughts, how easy would identity theft be then? I mean, you know, you, you've got all the information about the person. It's going to make it pretty easy to, to 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 copy them, right? I mean, you even know how they act and what their personality is like. You know, I, th- I think there's uh, there's some absolutely, utterly terrifying prospects there. You know, including murder. You could sh- maybe sh- shut somebody's vital functions down. I mean, you know, it sounds like we're going crazy, right? And I mm-hmm. guess we are having a bit of fun with this now. Let's be honest. We are doing a bit of sci-fi, but... Sometimes I think you need to see these things on our, on the horizon and and start to think to yourself, well, you know, yeah. we these are discussions we really ought to start having now, you know, rather than when it's too late. And uh, looking for the future as well for samurai, I see this as an area that we're going to be doing a lot of work in, and these conversations, are, it's the right time to have these conversations because if if they don't happen, then we're, we're going to have problems. Well, you, maybe maybe you will, Brad. Uh, I think I'll be, uh, I'll be, <laughs> I would have gone by then, mate. <laughs> that, that might be I'm not that sure might if that's be your an problem. Optimistic or a pessimistic view. Than... I'm 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 going pessimistic. I think for that one. Well, I think that's a perfect bombshell to end this episode on. Don't you agree? Yeah, yeah. I've had fun. It's been fun that one. Yeah. Me too. And we hope everyone listening has has enjoyed the ride as well. Uh, Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. And we'll see you again next week. This podcast was brought to you by Samurai Digital Security, purveyors of cybersecurity solutions. Find us at samuraisecurity.co.uk and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. Samurai Security, tearing cybersecurity a new R since 2015.